1: So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, No minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach.
0: I'm Lior Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much for checking out the episode and making your way to this series. Hopefully you like what you hear enough to hit that subscribe button. Uh, we put out three new interviews every single week, a brand new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists, discover some new ones, and know what's happening in the music world. And Of course, you can find us at any of the major podcast spots like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or uh, or YouTube where you'll also find the video version of this interview right here. I'm Kyle Meredith, I'm gonna be talking with Julian Baker today. She's got a brand new record called Little Oblivions. It's a record that she says uh, is, is sort of about self-examination and survival. Uh, we'll be talking about the illusions that we build for ourselves to make us more comfortable. That plays in, especially to a lot, in the lead single, Faith Healer, as does themes like Being Sold Lies. In fact, uh, Julian's going to tell us about uh, when she was told that the Easter Bunny wasn't real. And let me tell you, she didn't take it lightly either. We'll also have some fun with uh, what what, uh, what she's calling Big Libra Energy. Uh, covering Blink-182, she covered one of their... Uh, one of their songs and progressing from her minimal sound that she's had on the past two records, bringing the drums in. In fact, That Blink-182 song had uh, at least a little bit to do with that. So let's get into this and talk about this record, Little Oblivions. It's Kyle Meredith with Julian Baker.
2: Hi, I'm doing all right.
1: I I guess we want to jump right into the deep end here. And there's really no good way around it because you have this beautifully written bio that goes along with this brand new record. And and there was a line that really stuck out to me uh, right from the beginning where it says, this is an album of songs of survival and reimagining a better self. And I feel like that's something that we all probably want to do. And if tw- if there's ever a time to do it, 2020 was probably a great time to work on our own self. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: and, I, and I hope you don't mind really just getting right to it. But what does that mean for you in
2: this instance? You know, it's crazy. You're, t- you're talking about the Hanif bio. I love Hanif and I feel like he, it's interesting because I wrote this record over the course of 2019, and maybe like a little bit of 2018. And it was a really difficult year, like just for me, personally professionally emotionally but it's it's weird because I made this record and I made all these assertions about myself to see kind of like the furthest that I could go into self-examination being a confrontation of the negative things about me I was trying to hide you know or that I was trying to subdue or suppress or that were humiliating me and you know and uh I really thought that this was like a very dark record and it's funny hearing you isolate that quote makes, you know, when other people reflect your art back to you and in theirs and you're like, oh wow, like I guess it is a record with a lot of songs of surviving and imagining a better self, even if I think it's a pretty pessimistic record, you know?
1: (laughs) Well, again, I mean, I feel like that's really what most artists strive for is to,
2: Sure.
1: I don't know if, you know, self-analyzing is always a part of it. It, it does seem like it's its normally a part of it. There is that, the first single, of course, that we're talking about with Faith Healer. Sure. You know, I'm looking at a, a quote here and uh, willing to believe whomever when they promise healing. And I think that's what you did with another interview that you had done about this song and everything, which was credited also in the press release, willing to believe whomever and when they promise healing, that's where I start to see the parallel. So here you have this moment where you are working on yourself to some degree. But you know, as a listener, when I see that when I'm hearing myself, in that it's really reflective of what I'm seeing out there. And I, you know, I will say, you know, what we've gone through in the last four years with the snake oil salesman As I believe you use that phrase as well, like how much of that starts to bleed in with you know, what you're talking about with yourself, though?
2: Oh my gosh! I mean, well, it's crazy that I think there are so many levels to the. I don't want to say like disillusionment, but to the like illusions that we build for ourselves and or ourselves and continue to build because it makes us comfortable. Like I, you know, you're talking about the the line about snake oil dealer. I don't know. I when I was touring the last two records, I thought so much about like how to express and advocate for principles that I thought were like ultimate good. Like, all right, well, we have a crazy person who is president, but maybe if like there's some ideal that if, if we just this, if I could just get people to read this article or this book or listen to this history podcast, or if I could just get people to see that this philosophy is freeing or idealistically good, then we could achieve some sort of healing. And that's not real. <laughs> like, and it hurts. It really hurts to to realize that that is a disappearing horizon because then you're just left with doing the best you can amongst the wreckage that you see and, and not having a realistic projection for a future where everything is deus ex machina wizard of Oz like solved right. you know like and I thought I just kept thinking that for so long I was like okay well you know even with like Christianity I was like okay like there are people who I disagree with like I call myself a person of faith but there are people who I disagree with in love <laughs> within the faith who believe things that are radically different from me and who seem to worship an entirely different ideal than I do. And realizing that there's not, like, there's no thing we're going to achieve together that's right, that everybody's like, that's what, that's what we've been trying to figure out. We did it. We figured it out. Here's a perfect society. Here's the perfect way to treat your neighbor. Here's, uh we finally figured out what God is. Like, I, it's just, that's not possible. But people who both, it's like this weird inverse dynamic where it's almost like the people selling you the answer or not even selling like it doesn't always have to be like this weird exchange where some guy on an infomercial at 3 a.m is trying to sell you holy water that'll fix your joints but like you know when people are telling you like I don't want to okay like yoga is great but like if you just do yoga it will you know what I mean right or right like, right right just, Drink more water. And I'm like, bro, there's not, that doesn't exist. And yeah, I don't know. That's really painful to realize because those people want that to be true as well. Mm -hmm. They're not doing it just to deceive you out of spite. They're not, you know, if it's not for a financial gain, like the dude on the infomercial, it's just your friend telling you that being keto is going to heal you um, because they saw a documentary. Like they want that to be true too. They need that they need something to be like the thing that helps. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs the thing that gets them to the next day. And when you realize there's no single answer, it's like the opposite of what you've been taught as a Western evangelical person. And it's kind of life altering. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
1: There's there's no Douglas Adams answer to meaning of life. The the 42 doesn't mean anything.
2: It doesn't mean anything at this point. I appreciate that scene so much more now because it's like you got to the supreme being and the supreme being told you they don't have any idea i was like that's so great (laughs) that's so (laughs) freeing
0: um like a good
1: idea today that's that's why it's all here that's that's basically what it comes down to i did like um you know, I, I, I'll reference one other interview that you did. I, it may have been a podcast, but you were talking about, I, I'll, I'll tie this around to what you're getting at. You know, there's not one answer, but I do think dismantling nationalism would be a step in the right direction because, you know, uh, you know, not even talking about false idols in a way of a God, just false idol in a way of a nation or something. And I, I feel like that's, when, when I heard you say that in a different interview, like that's the moment, that's my, just drink more water. You know, that's, yeah. that's yeah. that thing right there.
2: Yeah, but I mean, but again, it's painful. It's painful when someone tells you that, I mean, okay, so this is a giant, I don't want this to come across as like crass, but like, when you are a child, and you are convinced that there is a life size rabbit that brings you candy, (laughs) and then you find out that your parents have been lying to you, that's just a thing to make you feel good. And it's kind of like imagined, but the candy's still there. So what's the answer? Your parents are still bringing you candy. That's a much less sensational reality, but it's like feasible and workable. You know what I mean? And then you have, you're like, I cried. I got, when I was a little kid, I was devastated. I was like, how could you lie to me? There's no big rabbit. But like, it's the same thing as like, and I have this conversation with my parents a lot who have you know, they live in different cities and we have, we all have very different political views. And we get to a place in a lot of our conversations where I like, I'm tired of being like, I don't know, I don't think it's useful when people shit on Republicans. Like, I don't think that's useful. Because those people, I mean, you know, there are factions of like, Incredibly racist, white supremacist, and stuff like that's not okay. But then there's the reason why there are these people out here voting against their best interests and doing things that are like radically cruel to their neighbor is because they have been sold a lie. And I think the lie they've been sold also is like kind of predicated on a binary, a binary that doesn't exist or like a binary that doesn't matter. It's like uh, I feel like a lot of People like in my family are they always give like a counterexample of well, we can't just be socialists and communists because look how that worked out for Russia and China. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) but do you think that like not having everything be as awful as it is right now means that we're going to oscillate to literally the furthest pole of the spectrum and be like an oppressive communist state right also and it's like also that's not good either you know what i mean like there are people i for a long time i i don't know i and i hate to say this because i feel like centrism is really dangerous sometimes because it allows you to like just check out and be like porque no los dos like i don't see what the problem is just get along when people are very vehement and they're very vehement about their ideologies because they're scared Mm -hmm. and they're scared of like this thing that doesn't exist and of course I'm well never mind I'm trying to be like polite and not like degrade anyone but yeah it's it's crazy it's like when you realize that (sighs) there's not like what's the opposite of the thing that you think is awful it's also awful Mm -hmm. so you're basically stuck in the process of constant refinement and if you don't understand or if you don't accept that then you just fight super hard to hold on to the thing that you believe like instead of the easter bunny it's like this wild concept of that a document written like 200 years ago should define the morality of an entire country when we like because that's the way we've always done it Mm -hmm. And like, there has to be some document that's true and that's right. And that we can return to like, it's the Bible or it's the constitution or it's a manifesto you read in college. I don't know what it is for you. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's just sad. Like, and I do it too. I do it constantly with all sorts of information. So I'm not like saying, Oh, how sad for you. Um, But like, yeah, it's sad. It's sad for me too. (laughs) Cause I am a human and I do it. And it really sucks.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, it's, you know, not the centrism, uh, although I've got plenty of my own thoughts about that. But, you know, I, I do believe in a great balance of the universe. I was I was laughing because I looked down and I saw that you and I are birthday-wise separated. I'm the September 30th. I think you're September 29th. Wow. And I don't know that I always, yeah, I don't know that I always bought into, um, astrology and everything but the whole thing about the scales and and libra and and what it means i think there's a lot of truth to that uh oh
2: yes no i i I hate it because i do i do find myself being annoyingly diplomatic like sometimes i'm just like well who can say like (laughs) um and yeah uh it's it's big libra energy Here.
1: well I know we're running up against the clock here <laughs> I, I, I gotta say again what you do by the way is, is so powerful and 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 what you're doing musically I, I know we didn't get to jump into a lot of that I love seeing the progression I love seeing how this is a bigger record I love seeing what you did with a blink 182 cover that seems to have led into all of this
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that one was wild I just made that in my house like in like right here. I just, because I didn't have any other, you know, like with the record, it's different. It's like there was a whole bunch of time and I was like, how could percussion serve the songs? And I'm going to like step outside of this, you know, say like I had an arbitrary conviction that as an artist, my skill was living in minimalism and making things sparse on purpose to challenge myself as a songwriter. And I don't know why I thought that drums were off limits for me now. I was in a band In college, now there's drums on the record. You know, it's just like, but yeah, the Blink One Eight Two cover was fun. When uh, when he says Earth is dying, help me, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I was like, I I feel that.
1: (laughs) It's a deeper song than I remember. That's for sure. That's uh, and you brought that out. You did.
2: Yeah, I was like, dang. When I was a kid, I was just like angry, anti-establishment, listening to this, and now I'm like, Earth is actually dying, and although kids are victims in this story is a funny line that's <laughs> funny. anyway sorry yeah
1: no thank it's you. all right <laughs> thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk about all this today congratulations on this record I mean you write masterpieces I I honestly mean that and um <laughs> and I, I'm told by the way uh Jason Isbell on Twitter says to give you a virtual high five today that he's in love with your music too so it's
2: what I'm in love with Jason Isbell I like I it's not that I hate Twitter I just like try to stay away from it as much as I can. But now I'm going to get on Twitter and say what's up to Jason Isbell because I love love that dude. Well, thank you.
1: (laughs) All right, Julian Baker, thank you so much.
2: Yeah, thank you. Have a good one.
1: My thanks, Julian Baker, the brand new record, Little Oblivion's Big thanks to you for checking out this uh, episode. Uh, Again, hopefully you'll hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week, a brand new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Again, great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists, and you can subscribe uh, wherever you get podcasts from. That does include Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, YouTube, where once again the video version of this, if you want to see it, see the chat that we did over Zoom, you can head over there. Uh, Wherever you're getting these from, just type in Kyle Meredith with hit subscribe, And then after that, head to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. That's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. Again, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. Please do like and follow along there as well. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. consequence podcast network
2: i thought i thought maybe you had someone in your life who's into hiking and you're not because no. i'm that person to a lot of people i'm like let's go on like an eight mile hike and like, <laughs> sounds so fun
0: <laughs> it's easy to hear your favorite artist on wfpk from wherever you are listen on your smart speaker live stream from our website at wfpk.org from louisville public media